0: Welcome back, Children of the Revolution, to What You're Not Listening To, the audio educational and anthology series here on Ace of Spades, pdx.com. And I am Daddy Ben Bear, Ben Brown Jr., host, show producer, webmaster, engineer, researcher, videographer, and writer, doing it all here on the DIY. And yes, that sound you heard is because I forgot to turn on the silent mode on my phone, because <laughs> that's exactly how I'm recording these things. People are so surprised by that, right? I'm like, hey, this is what we call DIY, Children of the Revolution. And you know, this week has been filled with a, most weeks are filled with really bad news, right? But this week seems to be just really, truly terrible. You know, um, we have what's promising to be a huge humanitarian crisis in Afghanistan. Um, COVID crazy everywhere, my God. Um, And for me personally, um, you know, my not getting enough hours at work, me still looking for a full time job in my field, and of course, uh, the passing of uh, one of the most iconic drummers in history, Charlie Watts. Uh, he passed away yesterday at the age of 80, drummer for the world's greatest rock and roll band, the Rolling Stones. And um, for those of you who know me, know the, how much I absolutely love that band and how heartbroken I am for him and his family. And uh, because there's just so much negativity, seems, and just sadness going around, let's focus on something positive, because today, Children of the Revolution, we're going to be talking about the power of friendship, and we're going to be celebrating the 50th anniversary of the first ever major large-scale charity benefit uh An album that all came about because one person who felt powerless asked another very famous friend for help. The result was uh, the first ever major musical charity event, the Concert for Bangladesh. When you were once a member of the greatest thing since sliced bread, the Beatles, you would think that you've already done anything and everything there was to have ever been done in the music industry, including a string of firsts and achievements that more than 50 years after their dissolution, no one has been able to truly ever top. Then by chance, your friend and music music instructor brings to your attention one of the worst humanitarian crises that would hit the latter part of the 20th century. The people of a tiny country you have never heard of who were facing the simultaneous threats of a violent and brutal military turmoil, a massive uh, number of refugees, a cholera outbreak, and starvation due to cyclones and torrential flooding, all in the span of literally half a year that affected approximately 1 million people. You then do something that, believe it or not, is taught to this day in school textbooks in the region. You use your fame and connections, as well as your own money, to stage the first-of-its-kind charity concert that would not only bring much-needed funds and supplies, but an awareness of global problems far from your back door. That is, you do this if your friend is world-renowned Indian sitar player Ravi Shankar, who is from the region, and of course your name is George Harrison, who within months after the breakup of the Beatles in 1970, suddenly became the most successful solo star of the band with the release of his triple album All Things Must Pass The concert for Bangladesh was preceded by another first a worldwide charity single which hit the top 30 in the United States named after the country and told this story set to music Then two live concerts in August of 71 in New York City were held, and The Gate alone was over a quarter of a million dollars. The resulting album hit stores just before Christmas, and a concert film of the event not only raised the profile beyond the Big Apple, it would bring in over $12 million, which is over $78 million today, initially to the George Harrison Concert Fund, which is still managed to this day by UNICEF. As the legend goes... Harrison spent a literal calendar month phoning associates and friends daily to assist him with this task, and he paid not only for the expenses to bring all this together, he even spent his own money somewhere upward of a million pounds sterling, which is approximately 12 million pounds sterling in today's money, to appease the tax authorities in the United Kingdom to see this project's successful launch. None of the acts and even Capitol Records, Harrison's U.S. distributor, made a dime off the event, the latter without more than a fair amount of public shaming when the label originally baltered the cost of a proposed live release. Of course, it didn't hurt that all the performances were top notch, brought Indian classical music to its largest ever Western audience up to that point, made Leon Russell and Billy Preston stars and even brought back Bob Dylan out of retirement, playing only his second concert since 66 and his first uh, since that time in the United States. It would also prove to be the uh, producer Phil Spector's last major musical milestone, which saw him set up the band in a similar fashion to his hallmark wall of sound treatment. The concert resulting album and film uh, was in stark contrast to the public feuding of two of the other Beatles, John Lennon and Paul McCartney, and this made Harrison the most beloved and cherished former member of the Fab Four, and the whole thing was given the Grammy Award in 1972 for Album of the Year. But ultimately, it was never about ego, and it shows. Shanker uh, would later state the following: In one day, the whole world knew the name of Bangladesh. It was a fantastic occasion. All right, and um, this is a, we're gonna, a truncated version. It was a triple album set. George Harrison's second, yes, yeah, second in a row. <laughs> it's just showed you what uh, how much of a roll on a roll he was after leaving the Fab Four. And uh, we're gonna be kicking off with an introduction by George Harrison and an edited version of Bangla Dunn. Um, every, every one of these tracks is live and there's, what we understand, there were literally almost no overdubs done to the entire thing by Ravi Shankar. And the uh, this is edited down from the album version, which took up almost the entire side of the record. Um, and then, but from what we understand as well, was over uh, 20 minutes in length in its full configuration, yes. And here we go, George Harrison and friends, kicking it off with George Harrison and Ravi Shankar, and we'll see you just before the grand finale.
1: I'd just like to say before we start off with the concert, that uh, to thank you all for coming here. And uh, as you all know, it's a special benefit concert. We've got a good show lined up, I hope so anyway. First part of the concert is going to be an Indian music section. You're gonna hear a sitar and tablet player, and as uh, you realise, the indie music's a little bit more serious than our music, and I appreciate if you could uh, try and settle down and get into the indie music section. So I hope you enjoy the concert. Thank you.
2: Can't we be humble, like the good Lord said, he promised to exalt us, but low is the way, how men be so greedy, when there's so much left, all things God given, and they all have been blessed, that's the way. Let your heart be trouble that and sobbing cease learn how to help one another and live in perfect peace
1: I'd like to introduce you to a few people up here. Everybody here came a very short notice and some people even uh, cancelled a few gigs to try and make it and nobody was getting paid for anything. Uh, we got on drums, Ringo Starr. on drums, Jim Keltner. There's somebody on bass who many people have heard about, but they've never actually seen him. Klaus Foreman. And we've got a whole lot of guitarists. Uh, this is Jesse Ed Davis. Your friend of mine, Mr. Eric Clapton. And then... uh, Thank you, thank you. Somebody I'm sure you all know by now on piano, Leon. Stand up, Leon. I don't know if they're coming through on acoustic guitars, if you're hearing them, but it's uh, an Apple Band (laughs) Badfinger. And we got a whole lot of uh, singers out there. The singers um, are all from all different parts of the world and different bands, so let me just give them a big hand, I don't know what's really... And the Hollywood horn players over there, led by Jim Horn. <laughs> Have we forgotten anybody? I don't know. We've forgotten Billy Preston. Thank you. Thank you.
3: But just sometimes you just don't treat me right And I woke up this morning and I looked her in the eye And she said, sweet daddy, you got what I want But you ain't giving it to me Oh, and it hurt me deep down into my soul And I had to walk on out the door I was crying in my heart I didn't know if I was going to ever see my baby no more I went walking down the street I was ashamed to look at anyone I meet Oh, all at once a blinding light Flashed in my eyes And there she was standing Leaning up against the lamppost Well, tell it, tell it I saw her standing on the corner girl, can you go? Look so sweet to me, darling, but there's one thing I gotta tell you. Yet I got me a fine old lady laying back there in that bedroom at home, and I think I gotta get back to her. Oh, and she winked at me and she smiled at me and she said, Yes, daddy, I understand. I walked on down the street back to my pad, And I crawled and I snuck and I crawled back in the bedroom. My baby looked at me with the great big blue bedroom eyes, and she said, Oh, Daddy, now, where you been all night long. Yet I know I told you to get away from me. I told you to leave me alone. Oh, but I had to change your heart, and I've been needing you all night long. Yes, said I've been needing the good things. I ain't had none of the good things. Yet I looked at my babe, and I said, I said, what is it that I got that you want? Yeah, she looked at me, she said, real slow, real soft, real sweet. She said this right here. They love and sometimes the things that just don't go right. But I want to tell you one thing, and it's for sure if you treat your woman like you treat yourself, everything is gonna be all right. It's gonna be all right, yeah, they gonna be all right now.
0: And welcome back, children of the revolution, to what you're not listening to, the audio educational anthology series here on Ace of Spades, PDX.com. And I'm Sue, you're all around Monkey Bear, Daddy Ben Bear, Ben Brown Jr., doing it all here on the DIY as we try and uh, focus on some really positive vibes today. We're looking at the power of friendship back 50 years ago when the seemingly impossible happened, uh, a, the first of its kind ever major charity uh, album and event single and uh, triple album, Grammy Award winning. It brought uh, the plight of over a million people in um, war-torn and um, economically depressed uh, Bangladesh, a tiny country many had never heard of up until this concert. And let's recap what we've uh, heard so far and, of course, the biographies. And this is going to get really interesting because you're going to see just how intertwined all of these people's lives were and how actually close they were. when they. Uh, because the, the concert was built by, to George Harrison and friends, and that couldn't have been a more... Um, apropos, I should say, uh, uh, epithet there. Kicked it all off, of course, with George Harrison in the introduction, Ravi Shankar with an uh, edited version of Bangla Dunn. Following that, My Sweet Lord, George Harrison's first, uh, uh, number one single from 1970. After that, That's the Way That God Had Planned It, um, by Billy Preston. And Billy Preston, um, originally, of course, had played with the Beatles on, uh, Get Back single, uh, as well as Don't Bring Me Down, and was at the Rooftop Concert, um, in 1969, the Beatles' last ever live performance. Um, he was also a member uh, assigned to Apple's label. This is a song written for him, um, with him, uh, by Preston and Harrison. And uh, this live version is considered uh, the actual version that if you're going to hear just one Billy Preston song from that era before his major superstardom just a few years later on A&M, this is the track. And uh, after that, of course, who else could have been? Ringo Starr, the former drummer of the Fab Four and Aquila's personal friend of Harrison's with it, Don't Come Easy. Um, and he and Jim Keltner uh, simultaneously played drums on every single one of these tracks, and Ringo was singing live long to it, as well as playing the drums. And uh, George uh, Harrison does a band introduction, and uh, there's actually a few more members there than you would have guessed following that was my my guitar gently weeps uh, a live version of that by george harrison with eric clapton and for those of you who are beatles fanatics know eric clapton of course of uh, Derek and the dominoes uh cream he's been in the rock and roll hall of fame three times they were also pers- close personal friends and here's the thing so eric clapton actually played on this track the studio version uh from the wine album and harrison and clapton um actually played with a group called delaney and bonnie and friends and uh, they were the opening act for blind faith and uh Delaney and Bonnie uh, and their friends would actually work with Eric Clapton on Eric Clapton's first solo album from 1970. And many of the members of that band uh, who were also here at the um, concert for Bangladesh also were members of Derek and the Dominoes. (laughs) And um, to make things even stranger, um, George Harrison was made to Patty Boyd uh, at the time. Uh, Shortly after the concert, uh, Eric and Patty... uh, just kind of ran off together. It didn't end any of their friendships. In fact, a few years later in '74, uh, George would ask Eric and Patty to sing backing vocals on one of his solo albums. <laughs> you know, it is what it is, kids, right? And of course, after that, Leon Russell with a uh, medley of Jumping Jack Flash and Young Blood, right? Uh, Young Blood, of course, uh, originally done up uh, by The Coasters, yes. And uh, I uh, this because again this is how the way the universe works Jumping Jack Flash there of course by the world's greatest rock and roll band originally the Rolling Stones and Leon Russell um, had originally been a session player you'll love this for producer um, uh, Phil Spector and was part of the LA Wrecking Crew along with people like uh, drummer Hal Blaine and bassist uh, Carol Kay yes and Glenn Cam- guitarist Glenn Campbell yes that's how small the world is Leon also worked with members of Delaney and Bonnie's band um, for Joe Cocker's Mad Dogs and Englishmen Again, it seems rather incestuous, but that's just what all friends are for, right? They're all helping each other, all having a good time. And um, why not just extend that good time to other people? I mean, that's just just the way the world works when things work out. Yes. All right. I'm going to be kicking off a finale here. And our last artist really needs no introduction because everyone knows who he is, right? I mean, I talk about him all the time. It's Dylan, baby, right? And... After his uh, 1966 car crash, after the release of Blonde on Blonde, an album we featured earlier this year, lead your tracks from that he basically just kind of retired for a while just wanted to keep recording and touring and release a string of fantastic albums including uh, john wesley harding um and Nashville skyline as well as the poorly received at the time self-portrait kind of a uh, thumb-nosing at everyone um, almost seemed like career suicide bob dylan had only performed once between 66 and this concert and that was at uh, the isle of white festival i think in 69 and um uh, it didn't take much coaxing. Uh, Dylan and Harrison were also very good friends and had been for years. In fact, it was Dylan who introduced the Beatles to marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, George Harrison had a, a hit uh, with a, a Dylan song called If Not For You, which is featured on the extended version. Um, it was one of the bonus tracks on the concert for Bangladesh, um, uh, re-released just a few years back. Yes. And... Uh, Following that is a full band version of Bangladesh live by George Harrison and friends. And if you have questions, feedback, dedications, love letters, requests, comments, please reach out to me uh, on my design site, AOSPDX.com, on Instagram, Twitter, or LinkedIn, just type in Ben Brown Jr. or uh, drop me a line at Bear. one word, DaddyBenBear at gmail.com. Love to you all. And the world is much smaller than we all think, right? Um... Hope you have a great rest of the week, and we will see you next week. Once again, Bob Dylan and George Harrison and friends.
2: Like to bring you
4: a friend of us all, Mr. Bob Dylan.
5: What did you see, my darling? You're more a son newborn. It's a heart, 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 rain, gonna fall. What did you hear? Hands were a blazing, ten thousand whispering and nobody listening. I heard one person starve, I heard many people laughing. heard the song of a poet who died in the gutter, and it's a heart, it's a heart, and it's a heart, it's a heart. I'm blue son. you meet, my, in me, my young I met a young child beside a dead pony. I met a white man who walked the black dog. damn dirty prison the executioner's face is always well hidden where hunger is ugly where souls are forgotten where black is the color and none is the number and i tell it and think it and speak it and breathe it reflect from the mountain so all souls can see it and i stand on the ocean But I know my song well before I start singing. And it's a heart, it's a heart.